0: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of The Circle. How would you describe what The Circle is to, say, your grandmother? It's the chaos of the web made elegant. Speed round, Paul or John?
1: Early Paul, late John.
0: Mario or Sonic?
1: Early Sonic, late Mario.
0: Needs of the society or needs of the individual? Should be the same. You're most scared of? Unfulfilled potential.
1: a believer in the perfectibility of human beings when we are our best selves the possibilities are endless at the circle there isn't a problem that we
0: cannot solve we can cure any disease and we can end hunger without secrets without the hoarding of knowledge and information we can finally realize our potential Circlers, do
1: you like to share share yeah. Alright
0: everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for The Circle, and the story is as follows. Mae Holland seizes the opportunity of a lifetime when she lands a job with the world's most powerful technology and social media company. Encouraged by the company's founder, Mae joins a groundbreaking experiment that pushes the boundaries of privacy, ethics, and personal freedom. Her participation in the experiment and every decision she makes soon starts to affect the lives and the futures of her friends, family, and that of humanity. The film is starring Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, John Boyega, Karen Gillan, Ella Coltrane, Patton Oswalt, uh, Glenn Hedley, and Bill Paxton. It is written and directed by by James Ponsult and co-written by Dave Eggers, uh, whose book it is actually based on. Joining me for this review, I have Mike Vermette. Hello, everybody. Where do I where do I where do I begin with this movie? <laughs> uh, I, let, let's, let me just start off by asking you this question first. Did you actually like this at all?
1: I would say I'm gonna say this. Because I know I'm gonna get beaten up on Twitter later. Oh no. Don't tell I me. I don't think it's particularly a great movie, but yet I loved this movie.
0: Oh, so, so okay. Wait, why? <laughs> why? I loved
1: the questions that it raised. I loved the conversations that I've had with people about the themes in this movie.
0: You just saw Snowden, what, a few months ago? And- After I saw it, I just... I liked the way the material
1: was presented. I, again, it doesn't go deep enough, but... I like the material that's here. I like the questions that it raises. I think my conversations have maybe shaded my love for this movie, but I'll give that it's not a great movie. But I actually like this movie and like like seeing it, so... We'll start there.
0: This is very disappointing to me, though, because James Ponsol directed uh, three really, really, really good indie films. Uh, Smash with uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein and Aaron Paul. Uh, Really, really phenomenal little gem if you can seek that one out. Uh, The Spectacular Now with Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley, which is also really good. And The End of the Tour, which is, like, outstandingly good. Criminal that Jason Siegel didn't get more traction uh, and best actor or supporting actor. I know that was an issue of where they were trying to campaign him. So heading into this, it, it seems like this is the kind of movie where it's like Ponsold really loves the material. And obviously, there are actors that really want to work with him like Tom Hanks. But there's something about this that just does not work. I, 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 okay, so for, I'll, give, I'll start with, with the first example that comes to my head right away. Um, for a movie that's all about technology and it's a, such a wealthy company and it's got this clean, glossy look to everything that it does, including the uh, clean and glossy people that seem to work there, this is not a very pretty movie visually. Um, it looks grainy. It looks um, devoid of colors outside outside of the red of the uh, logo of the Circle Company itself. It, it this is not um, a visually um, good looking movie. It looked like it was something that was shot on film. Um, when it needed to go digital, I, I don't know. Maybe my maybe it was my projector I disagree with or you. something like that.
1: Yeah, because when I saw it, it was super clean. I mean, it was not grainy at all. It was super clean, oh, super all right. clean. Um, the color palette, I think, is a specific choice. I think because they're trying to, like, show the characters, like, nihilistic worldview and through, like, these desaturated colors.
0: Uh, I, I guess I can see what you mean by that. So, inside the circle, it's uh, bright and bubbly and clear and outside in the real world.
1: Yeah, you're going to maze hometown. It looks like like crap. And it's it's just because this circle is so much better than everything else.
0: Ugh. Yeah, clearly. Um Okay, so maybe maybe that was a, a personal issue then. Maybe that isn't an issue of the film itself. Uh, moving on to something else, though, in regards to that uh, part of it, though. Um, speaking with aesthetics here, I don't feel like James Ponsol does anything to give this film um, flair. Does that make sense in terms of um, just directorial choices, what to do with the camera? Um, I don't. I don't feel like there's anything ever really interesting uh, no. going on visually.
1: I agree with you. It's very flat. It's shot very flat. I mean, they just kind of stick the camera down and, like, you know, stuff goes on inside of the camera. There's nothing creative going on as far as, like, the way they shot it.
0: I mean, the text um, messages or just uh, comments, rather, from May's fan base that seems to follow her everywhere she goes, that's a neat element. And I actually kind of like the easter egg uh part of how you know if you looked in the corner of the screen you'd see something like like really obscure comment my head would just kept on moving everywhere looking at all the comments that they maybe didn't want your attention to be uh focused on
1: did you catch the one that said i just farted in my girlfriend's mouth
0: yes (laughs) that was
1: my favorite one
0: I'm sure there's so many uh, in there that I missed. But there, and I'm sure somebody with eagle eyes is probably making a list of them online as we speak uh, that we could probably read up on. But that actually is outside of an F-bomb delivered by Tom Hanks in this movie. Uh, those two elements are probably the only elements of this movie that I found even remotely entertaining.
1: And those text message bubbles were very evocative of Evan, Dear Evan Hansen. Which is like on Broadway now, and you can hear about on the next best Picture Tony podcast
0: Well, yes, we're calling it next best theater right now. um it officially just recently launched. Thank you for the plug there. I was not expecting that from you, Mike.
1: Shameless plug, but yeah, dear Evan Hansen, it's very much like that where they had like these text messages in the background, so thought it was kind of kind of similar to that.
0: Do you agree with me when I say that the worst supporting actor of the year? is a done deal, and it's Eller Coltrane.
1: I'm gonna fight you. So if you watch this movie and you think of it as a back-end sequel to Boyhood, his acting's awesome. Because... But it's not! (laughs) He's given no character motivation. He's like this complete enigma who you know nothing about, except that he makes deer chandeliers, antler chandeliers, which I don't know what that is. But... He's basically the exact same character he played in his boyhood. He even drives the same truck around. So I just watched it as if, like, we're just continued watching, like, Mason – like from Boyhood.
0: Yeah, but home? Uh, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, this guy actually does have uh, a character here, or better yet, uh, like John Boyega in this film, who's completely wasted. He oh, serves man, criminally wasted. He just serves the plot. Uh, they, the, the two of them, honestly, in my opinion, don't have any colors other than to serve. Uh, uh, sorry, not colors, a character, uh, only in order to serve uh, Emma Watson's character, essentially. They, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they don't do anything in this movie um, other than to fervor along her own character development. And so he's got these line readings that are just Hayden Christensen in Star Wars prequels <laughs> level bad.
1: My favorite is when he just looks at her and he's like, well, goodbye.
0: It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I couldn't believe after a while. I, I was like, is he really serious right now? Like, is he really think that he's going to be a great actor performing lines the way that he is? I mean, for goodness sakes, he I, – I, I, listen, I know he's not smiling, but there are lines that he's delivering that a very dramatic in his tea show, and his teeth for showing. I'm like, why is that fucker smiling?
1: I mean, to his credit, he's a young actor, and he's worked with two amazing directors. I mean, Richard Linklater is a god to me. And James Ponsoldt is amazing. I mean, a Spectacular Now, I think, is one of like the best movies ever. So, um, you know, I, people see something in him. They definitely see something in him that I guess maybe we're not seeing.
0: Uh, okay, so there is a difference between being real and authentic, like um – uh, what's, called? what's her name from American Honey? Oh, Sasha Lane. Yep. Real and authentic performance to the point where some people question is that really a performance or is Sasha Lane just being herself? And Eller Coltrane, who I defended, by the way, in boyhood, I defended him because a lot of people did not like the way that he acted as he got older and, you know, he hits puberty and so on and so forth. But I actually defended that. I thought that uh, it was real, it was authentic, because that was what the movie was going for. This is not a real and authentic film. This is a fabricated, terrible piece of shit film, and he gives a piece of shit performance. And it just goes to show you that Boyhood, it was a fluke, that if you give this guy a script and you say, hey, here's a character that you need to play, he does not know how to act. He just acted in a film for 12 years, now all of a sudden thinks he can act.
1: Yeah, I could see it. You know, I get that he's not great in it. Like I said, to me, he's just exactly the same character that he was in Boyhood, which is not a good thing. I mean, he should be, you know, able to act differently. I wonder if this is just how he is in real life, if he just mumbles around and, you know, hates technology.
0: Uh, Probably. He's a simple Texan boy. Why wouldn't he? (laughs) You know? Um, But – Moving away from him for a moment, although I could go on at great length about Eller Coltrane in this movie. Uh, Emma Watson. So I can't remember the last time I saw Emma Watson without her British accent in the movie. It was really painful. Like, was she supposed to be British? I
1: couldn't figure it out.
0: Thank you. It just kept creeping in and out, right? In almost every single line that she delivered. I – no, she's not – no, she's definitely not supposed to be British. That's for sure. She's definitely supposed to be American. I mean, Bill Paxton is her dad. That's as American as it gets right there. I
1: guess. That's a good point. Um, when it first started, I was like, wait, is this set in England? Because like, her accent was like really British. And I was like, I, I'm very confused. And then Karen Gill in Scottish. And so they kept her accent in there. Yep. Which was fine. Um, you know, They worked it into the movie. But I like, couldn't figure out where this movie was set. And I was like, I, I don't know. I'm very confused.
0: She was supposed to be a small town you know, girl from a small town country. the USA. Yep, exactly. Uh, you know, with with real problems. You know, father's stricken with MS uh she's working at a dead-end job uh she you know she she's like an isolated person and she gets this opportunity to work for the company that is supposed to like pretty much save save her life and make her life better and in a way it does make her life better by providing her great health insurance for her father um by also i i imagine uh helping her financially because she's got a really really sick room although they keep her on campus it looks like throughout the whole movie it doesn't seem like she actually ever leaves and we ever understand fully if she's being paid extremely well
1: Um, yeah I mean they kind of make that like a throwaway line but her mom is like oh I like to just casually drop your salary to people
0: Uh, well, I don't know. It just seems like everything is provided for her and she's living there and all the employees have everything they could ever possibly want, which a lot of like big tech companies uh, tend to do. Um, Obviously, they want to keep you um, happy. They want to provide you with all your necessary needs, essentially, especially if you're going to be working at a large place, um, such as the film depicts here. And so the... Issue that I run into with this movie is that I don't believe that Ponsult or Dave Eggers, for that matter, like I don't think they have a really good grasp on technology. I I just I I'm doing a really bad job of articulating this, but I'm going to just say it very simply. I don't like the whole theme of technology bad, technology company and people who run it bad, technology equals government influence bad you know it's like these themes have been told to death in countless other films and i'm just kind of tired of it and i wanted a more interesting take on it and i did not get it here and then i just thought that what i was being presented came off as misguided i thought it came off as um unintelligent, honestly. It just seemed like it was a disgruntled tech worker who couldn't write about his own company and decided to uh, write the script here, even though I know that's not the case because it was written by James Ponsult and Dave Eggers. But it just comes off as extremely stripped down and totally uninteresting.
1: So, but I mean, you mean to tell me that, and like, I, I agree with you about the way that it's presented here. But like, you mean to tell me that like you didn't watch this and like see parallels to like the real world? I mean like that technology slowly creeping into every aspect of
0: our lives. Yes, but I don't believe that we have evil people that are trying to strip us away of our civil liberties by doing so. I really do believe that um, these CEOs, um, majority of them, are really just trying to make the world a better place, which is how Tom Hanks is presented in this movie. But there does come a point, um, I think it's specifically during like this boardroom meeting with Emma Watson, uh, Patton Oswalt, Tom Hanks, a bunch of other people, and they're just throwing around ideas about how um, – you know, you would need your uh, circle account to vote. And then it was like, well, wait a minute. If you need your circle account to vote, why don't we just give everybody across the whole world circle accounts? And we make everyone, uh, you know, eligible to vote. And it's like, oh, we're just getting more and more people in- ingrained into our culture. I, I- to put this an example for a minute here, I don't believe that Google ever expects that they w- would ever get to 100% every person on the planet has a Gmail account. I'm, Take the opposite. Corner. It might be their goal, but I don't think they expect that. I, I
1: think the, the way that Google and you know Apple and all these con- companies are integrating technology into our everyday lives, they want to have the one device. They want your device to do everything. That's and you fine. Need to be reliant on that device. I mean, that's okay. Sick. We're already
0: seeing it with uh, mobile payments. We're seeing it yeah, with a lot of different aspects. Yeah. You know, I use my
1: phone to get vending machine, to get soda out of the vending machine at my job because it, it takes it and it's easier than swiping my credit card. But at the same time, like, is that a good thing? Like, my cell phone carrier has my credit card information, they have my fingerprint. I mean, it's, it's a scary thing. It's a scary time to be alive.
0: Well, it's all dependent upon the tech company that creates this technology and how much they're willing to share uh, with the carrier. The car- like You look at um, companies out there that are fighting uh, to protect consumer privacy, where the carriers want as much information as humanly possible. Um, I-, I just – I don't believe that everyone is bad is basically what I'm trying to say here.
1: I don't think that everyone is bad and I don't think that every CEO of these companies are bad necessarily. But I do think that the way that this is depicted – in you know, the way the circle is, and it's like you have to kind of participate in the circle to be part of the circle. I think that's a very true aspect and that's very scary. I mean, I know people that work for um, you know, major tech company. Um and it's very much like that. You know, I have one friend in particular who is a much worse person, I feel like, after working for one of these companies than they were going into before they worked for this company. So I do think that, like, that mentality of you have to participate in the circle is very ingrained, and it almost becomes cultish. It's almost like these companies, like, brainwash these people who work for them to work for this cult.
0: Well, isn't that such an all-in-the-nose title, then, of a circle? Absolutely. No, I agree with you 100%. I I really hate the fact that... It's called The Circle because the idea is that the film's trying to depict this company as having good intentions, but they don't really see the bigger picture of what it is that they're doing. And that's another thing too that I just – I could understand if it was all about like profit and the financials and you know, it's like I don't really care what we're doing here is unethical or if it strips away uh, a person's privacy because we're making money at the end of the day. But the film doesn't even – go into that aspect. Like, Tom Hanks doesn't really have a conversation where they really, really dive into that. It's more just about, for him, you know, just getting everybody ingrained in the culture. So I didn't get this... I, It's like... I don't know. It's like they wanted to have their cake and eat it, too. It's like they wanted to present both sides equally, and they wanted you as an audience member to decide uh, what is right and what is wrong. But the problem about all this is that inevitably... In real life, inevitably, we're moving towards a more technology-dominant society. And it, you can, you know, Mike, you you can go outdoors and you can get rid of all of your technology-based products and everything. The world's going to move on without you, unfortunately. You know what I mean? So I, I understand the dangers that are involved, but there needs to be accountability. Um and then that's where we start getting into parallels with the government and government control. And that's where it starts getting really, really tricky all of a sudden. But that's what this is all a parallel for, in my opinion. And I just don't feel that this film was concentrated enough um, to present these themes in a manner which could um, c- allow for me to have a respectable opinion instead I'm trashing this movie because it was just so clear, black and white. Technology company, bad. Normal people that want to make antler uh, chandeliers, good people. You know what I mean? I, You
1: know, but like, see, I didn't like get that from the movie. Like I didn't, I thought it did a pretty decent job of showing both sides. I mean, you know, when the movie first starts, um, Emma Watson is pretty wide eyed. And she doesn't really have an opinion on either side. She's not really crazy about, you know, Mercer, Eller Coltrane's character, um, and his antler chandeliers. And she's not really 100% sold on the circle. It's more as she gets, like, indoctrinated into the circle that you kind of start to see, you know, how dark it really is on the inside of that circle. Um, And, I mean, they never present, like... Uh, Mercer as like a, a hero he's, he's a weird guy I mean he's weird to everybody Everyone thinks he's kind of strange um, So I don't know I thought they did a pretty decent job of balancing both sides
0: oh, I'm sorry we gotta disagree on this We have to The bent was definitely
1: towards You know technology is bad But I mean for that kind of a movie I thought it did a good job of showcasing that
0: I, I also feel that this movie unnecessarily uh throws in life and death stakes into the film at one point. You <laughs> do. Which is once again, uh from a just a screenwriting perspective of just trying to, you know, nail down your genre, um, unless if you're making like a tech government spy thriller, there should be no life and death stakes in a movie like this.
1: I will say that all the big like swerves or like big things that happened in this movie I predicted like, you know, 40 minutes or so before they happened, you know, an hour before they happened in this film.
0: You, you, you predicted seeing Bill Paxton in his final screen role getting jerked off? I did not. That was one that I did not see coming. And I was like, didn't need to see that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it really fervored my anger knowing that this is um, his last on-screen role. And that's the one scene that they kind of like harp on. A lot throughout the plot in the movie. But, you know, shout
1: out to handicapped people still having sex. Come on.
0: No, no, no. But otherwise, you know, in all due respect, though, uh, I I, I admire that Bill Paxton was challenging himself as an actor uh, who's, you know, uh, as a character in this movie has this uh, terrible disease. And, you know, as a great supporting character actor. um you know he always did a really, really fantastic job, and you know it just sucks that we're not gonna be able to get more roles out of him uh due to his untimely passing so
1: it's true. what a shame I mean he's a huge bucket of win that guy.
0: did you feel that Patton Oswald was necessary for this movie, or could it just been Tom Hanks? Uh, he was not needed at all, right just like and he was like the
1: dark version of Tom Hanks, like Tom yeah. Hanks was kind of light and funny. And, like, you know, like you kind of said, like, America's dad, but...
0: It's like Tom Hanks is, like, the face of the company, and uh, Patton Oswald's like, the, the backroom evil man.
1: The shady, like, evil guy. I'm Which, like,
0: That's weird. by the way, you cast Patton Oswald, who's such a lovable goof, you I know? I know, it was so weird, such a miscast. I don't understand uh, the casting in this movie. I really just, I don't understand any of the performances that anybody gives in this movie at all, Um You know, moving away from the plot for a minute, you have to agree with me that this movie's got really terrible dialogue and really poor performances.
1: I, you know, I think Emma Watson's performance is good. I think Tom Hanks is good. Um... I, actually I think the acting is good across the board. Like I don't think Across really- the Board,
0: Eller Coltrane. Hello. Alright, Eller Coltrane. Leave him alone. Leave Boyhood alone. I love Boyhood. Boyhood's my favorite film of that of that year that it came out. But mine mine as well. But That is not that does not this is not a spiritual sequel to Boyhood.
1: It it kinda is though. He's kind of the same character. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> I cannot believe that you're gonna argue this with me. Uh, I'm not that is the most ridiculous thing I have heard. I <laughs> 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 The Circle is a spiritual sequel to the story of Mason.
1: I mean, that's how James Tonsil should have, like, marketed this. Well, spoiler a alert then
0: Mason fucking dies, okay? <laughs> in his truck. He drives the same truck in both movies. And to piss you people off even more, if anybody hates Mason, he becomes a martyr in this movie. And so the legacy of Mason is forever entrenched in our minds. That he died for a just cause.
1: It's like, oh He died god. for antler chandeliers. His <laughs> art that he <laughs> believed in. Yeah, no, it's the same character. Come on, Mason takes pictures. Mercer, Mason Mercer, makes artful chandeliers out of deer antlers, which we never really know where he gets those deer antlers from because he doesn't kill deer.
0: And, and, mov- and moving over to another plot point that is totally unrealistic. How is that Mercer and John Boyega just don't look at Emma Watson and go, oh my god, you are so hot? I mean... B- both of them reject her advances. Uh, there's that no, party oh, Mercer, scene. Mercer Dude,
1: wants to get in her pants.
0: I'm sorry, but there's that party scene between John Boyega and Emma Watson uh, where she they're like both casually drinking at night. Most awkward conversation. Easily the most awkward. And And then where the hell did he get that bottle from? That bottle of liquor? He got it from the bush. He literally pulls it out of
1: a bush. And it was really bizarre because she says to him... Oh, you have glasses in there, and then he like uses the glass that she had with like the weird lemon in it. I'm like, this is very strange.
0: It was very strange, very awkward, very clumsy, D- Michael. This is one of the worst movies I've seen this year. I cannot Absolutely believe not. that you're defending this as much as you are. I just can't. For the life of me, final thoughts: great out of ten, Oscar potential. Don't you dare say original screenplay or adapted for that matter. Best Supporting Actor, L.R. Coltrane. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to slice your... Uh, don't you eat? Are you kidding me right now?
1: Are you to, kidding me? We're going to need to have another poll on on Twitter. Who's right? Matter Mike. It's going to be a weekly ongoing segment.
0: I'm going to win this. You know I'm going to win this. I'm pretty sure I won the last one, though, so... I'm pretty sure that everyone agrees with me that L.R. Coltrane <laughs> is an abomination.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not great, but I... I expected to hate this movie. The movie's got a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, this movie is going to, like, suck balls. I sat down, and from minute one, I was totally invested. Uh, Maybe it's because I work for a company that has big meetings and big, like, auditorium spaces, and my fellow employees chant along so I could kind of relate to Emma Watson in the beginning of the movie going through and being indoctrinated into this culture and this society. Um, maybe I'm a little scared of technology. And so that fueled why I liked the movie a little bit. Maybe it spoke to me a little more than most. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the themes that this movie has. I really enjoy the ideas that this movie brings up. Um, I think it's works better as like a think piece. I think it's Not necessarily a great movie, but it's a good movie to talk about with your friends. Like, you should go see it with people and then plan to go to a diner or, like, a Starbucks afterwards. You can, like, discuss the topics in this movie. Um, I think there's a lot to unpack in this movie. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd actually love to see it again. I might actually check it out twice in theaters, which is something rare that I don't usually do. Um, So, yeah, everyone should go see this movie. Um, And I think I will give it a 6 out of 10. And no Oscar potential, except for Eller Coltrane.
0: Sometimes I feel like you do this just to deliberately piss me off. I really do. I really don't. I, I like this movie. Everybody should go see this movie? Everybody? Everybody. What about the people that don't like Eller Coltrane? I mean, he's not in it very much, so it's okay. What about the people that actually work for these tech companies? And are bought into the kool-aid you think this movie's gonna make them open their eyes and realize oh my gosh the company i'm working for is absolutely terrible i need to make change and i need to do something right now no because this film does not present its ideas in a convincing manner that's going to make you change your mind about anything it doesn't even present the human uh side of things in a, in a good way I I just oh my god this is a misguided preachy incredibly preachy film that is incredibly dull both visually on a you know storytelling level acting writing everything about this forget about even the themes of this movie it's got really 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 poor performances from everybody involved including I love you Tom Hanks but Tom Hanks doesn't do anything in this movie whatsoever he doesn't do anything This movie is just completely undone by just terrible dialogue. And at the end of the day here, it's just a film that to me uh, just comes off as, I don't want to say like offensive necessarily, but I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But Snowden, a movie that I wasn't even that high on, did these themes of paranoia and fear of technology so much better. So much better. And I didn't even like Snowden that much. So... (laughs) <laughs> Make of that what you will. It's one of the worst films I've seen this year. The Circle gets a one out of 10, zero Oscar potential. I. Oh, man. I'm shaking right now. I'm that upset. All right. Where can I find you on Twitter, Mike Vimet? I'm calm now. I'm calm. Uh, they can find me on
1: Twitter, you know, defending this movie till my death um, at vampdt89.
0: So somebody has to make it their job now to message Mike every single day on Twitter until his death about the circle because I cannot – I just can't believe the words that are coming out of your mouth. I just can't. Trust me.
1: Before this, I've been defending this TV show on Netflix called The OA. Like it's my job. So now I'm going to be defending this.
0: You can find me at Next Best Picture on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it. And we will see you all next time.